Welcome everybody, all you good fighters out there. Coming to you live with a whole lot of connection and tension. Purpose with a special guest today. <laughs> Eminem himself, Marshall Mayer. What's going on, Gates? <laughs> What's happening? Not much, I'm glad to be here today. This beautiful day up here in West Michigan. It's Same been gorgeous here. lately. Absolutely gorgeous. We've last week we had like a record like hottest day of the year. Shoot. Yeah. But this week been beautiful here too, bro. So when we came back to Iowa for that little bit, that humidity was killer, bro. Oh yeah. It was has been enough time away from that that I was like, dang. A little bit of I get a little bit of foreshadowing here. Uh so we will be discussing focus because I just got back from focus this last weekend. But uh what really what made me tie into that is on Friday night last week in Oklahoma City, it was like 9.30 at night, like 102. <laughs> and the humidity is similar to Iowa, dude. Oh, nuts. I bet, dude. Oh, my gosh. It makes you wonder, like, dude, how do people freaking live here, man? Like, back in the, I guess back in the day, you're just like, screw it. You, you, you love the heat. Well, and life's not all about being comfortable. So, I mean, back in the day, yeah, I feel like people true. are just more used to not being comfortable. That's true. Um, that, uh, accountability was not a, not really a thing for the 90 99% of the world. 99.9. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm more of a cold-blooded person. I feel like I just love the heat. Same. I will, I will I, say. I do, like, I'll take that any day over the winter. Or like in in sports and stuff, I actually loved it when it was like 100 degrees, and just like I don't know, I just felt more loose. Oh yeah, like my muscles like I didn't have to. I don't know, but when it was cold, I was like, I do not, I do not want to play. Like I don't know how people in the NFL play without long sleeves and freaking snow. That is mind boggling to me. Our a junior college, our offensive line coach, like the rule was you could not wear leggings or long sleeves for the offensive line. And we would have our spring ball practice outside 5.30 a.m. <laughs> starting in, like, March. Yeah, so yeah. They'd literally be out there, like, chipping ice blocks off the turf so we, could like, could play on it, practice. And, like, it'd be, like, windy and cold and the offensive lineman out there, nothing but, like, short sleeves and regular old, like, practice football pants. Bro, that would be the thing. Like, landing on that turf would hurt so bad. Yeah. Yeah, you'd hit some like hidden ice blocks and just like chant, like, yeah, not great. Not about it. <clears throat> but, but speaking of heat, we got some fire today. Serious. Dr. Nash just came back from focus, y'all. So he is on top of the world right now. Um, even more than usual. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, Did they, shoot. Were they selling that at the thing? Uh, Billy was, yeah. Oh, Do you know, my I had to grab gosh. one. Okay, y'all. Um, should we tell them what you have on or should we force them to go to the YouTube page? I don't know. If they're Ooh. listening to this onto the iTunes. You just have to stay tuned to the end. Maybe we'll let you know. Oh, maybe we'll let you know. Dr. Nash is wearing a, an amazing hat. Um, that I think all of you would love. So yes, but we'll, we'll reveal at the end. Um, and I'm sure it'll find its way into the, uh, conversation potentially. Um, and at the very least, y'all can skip on over to their YouTube page, subscribe, follow. And if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, go ahead and do that as well. Um, this is season two, y'all. No, three. 
Oh, shoot. I screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut. B-roll. Cut, B-roll. Uh, season three, guys, we got some. The lineup that Dr. Nash and I are putting together for you guys is, I mean, not to toot our own horn or anything, Dr. Nash, but it's pretty phenomenal. Oh, um, man. I'm, I'm so stoked. If we thought season two was good, season three, bless you, Marshall. <laughs> season three is going to be amazing. Uh, we got some good lineup. Like, some of the guests we're going to have on, guys, you're, you guys aren't ready for it. I mean, Dr. Nash and I weren't ready for it. And then people have just been coming out of the woodworks, you know? So, literal uh, leaders in the profession that are paving the way and leading by mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Big time. Um, and actually, and that's huge. Yeah, a couple of them I was able to listen to listen to them speak at Focus this last weekend. And for those of you that don't know, Focus is a chiropractic philosophy event down in Oklahoma City put on by Dr. Tim Young. Real quick shout out to Dr. Tim Young. Right. Monster in the profession. Instrumental. Um, instrumental. If you don't already follow him on any social media, follow him and then go to any seminar. If you're but if you're a chiropractor out there, go to any seminar he hosts. Uh tickets sell out really fast. I remember being at Palmer and they sold out in literally like 10 seconds. So yeah. <laughs> get in on it when you can. And I am looking forward to focus next year already to, to kick it with y'all. Yeah, man. But I'm excited for what you have to talk about today, given just the magnitude of the leaders we need to be, you know, and what, what you learn there too. Yeah. So the, one of like the <clears throat> best takeaways I got from the entire uh, weekend was the amount of conviction in every single one of the speakers up there and the amount mm. of connection they had with their own purpose, right? Ooh, yeah. That, that's something that bleeds into everything that you do. Because right. you know how you do the little things is how you do everything. Right. It's that yep. accountability to your own, your own why. And really, I know, I know for sure you feel this way, and I do too, that this, the good fight, what we're doing, man, this isn't just for us. This is for our kids. This is for our grandkids, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is for them. And yeah. If we're not fighting for to leave a better world for them or to leave the world better off than we found it, then, you know, everything's Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Well, for those of you that know uh, Reggie Gold, that's uh, <laughs> that was one of his little sayings is if you're not doing something to change the world then everything else is just Mickey Mouse. We don't really have that. I mean, honestly, if you if you're going through without being a good fighter, we don't have that uh, time to slack off when it comes to our kids and their kids, you know, we, we have that obligation to set things forth for them. And, um, I think that's something that obviously with Marshall has been, um, super, I put things super into perspective for me because I see what's going on around and, you know, it's scary bringing a kid into the world when it's, things are happening the way they are. Um, and society is heading in a direction. And I'm sure that I'm not the first person to feel that way. And I certainly won't be the last, but at the same time, like it's even more motivated to, to fight, to lead, to um, put myself in that uncomfortable situation for him. I would rather do that so that he can, you know, know what his life can, can be like, not have to subscribe to the commonality. You know what I mean? For sure, man. It's fight for freedom. And fight for freedom. Fight for, I mean, it's continuing that fight that 
was well, that started before 1776. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's something that since 1776 has been under attack and it, the, the way that it's been attacked has been changing. Yeah. Um, but like all uh, forms of war, you got to be able to adapt to the new conditions and the new, uh, new, the new enemy tactics. Yeah. Enemy tactics. There you go. Exactly. So, um, that's, I mean, that's, we got to use our voice because that's one, that's a, that's a gift that we all have. And within the constructs of our society nowadays and within our ability to reach out to our community and the people around us and share with them our truths and our logical deductions with, how we can um, fight for each other. <clears throat> I think that's the that's the definition of what we're trying to do here with the Good Fighters. Right. That's 100% true, man. And I think if you're listening to this, I really want to set the tone for season three to, you know, if you are questioning, um, if you are questioning your purpose or your leadership or your, um role in today's society i just i really encourage everybody listening to go after it go after being a leader in your community go after being uncomfortable so that you can be the best you can because your kids depend on you your community depends on you and especially if you're a chiropractor your patients depend on you um any good fighters out there that are kind of towing the line we don't we don't have time for that we gotta we gotta step up so uh, i think Focus is a great way to set the tone for season three. Let's get focused. Let's get riled up. And more importantly, let's execute. Um, because I don't know about you, but it's easy to go to seminars and not execute after you listen or you hear things. But it's, it's, there's no time for that. Yep. Got that complacency with mm-hmm. being, getting comfortable with your own, uh, not even just accomplishments, but the work that you put in. You know, you know it's good to put work in for a day. But... That next day, that's a new day. That's a fresh start. And um, success doesn't remember who you are, right? You got to yep. chase that success every single day. And right. for us, that's success for our kids and our future kids. Right. Um, I wanted to lead off with one of the speakers. I've got um, notes from just about every speaker on there. So um, some will kind of go through a little bit longer with. Some will just kind of go through a little bit quicker just to save us a little bit of time. For sure. Or we yeah. can turn this into two parters, doesn't matter. Um, I wanted to start off with Dr. David Knowles, or Daniel Knowles, I'm sorry. Uh, so, as you don't know, he's Dr. Daniel Knowles, is who runs and operates Mile High. Mm. So, uh, I think Mile High is this weekend, too, by the way. Oh, real? Yep. Um, really great philosophy event out in uh, Denver, Colorado. So many speakers, man. So many fire speakers. Um, so, when Dr. Daniel Knowles was up there, one of the um, slides he had up on the, on the screen was um, talking about what's most valuable in life is invisible to the eye. And I think it's those intangibles and those principles mm. in life that we fight for that are most valuable because, you know, we live in a very tangible material structured society where people place a lot of value on things, which is to a certain extent, sometimes that's okay. But right. it's those most valuable things that we, you know, that give us life, that make life truly worth living for, mm. that are invisible to the eye. Mm. Like you can't 
you can't buy love in a store or you can't, uh, you know, buy sovereign freedom. Right. Right. And those are right. things that are being pinned against each other uh, for the for the sake of, quote unquote, health, which um, I, I don't know. I think that a lot of it stemmed back around to contradictions is what the theme for focus this year. And I think that's a pretty big contradiction that's <clears throat> being placed on everybody is yeah. people are being their, their value structures are being challenged. And also they're being deceptive with how they're trying to challenge everybody's value structures. Yeah. Well, I think this is really interesting about when you're talking about that, the, the things that are more invisible are the most valuable. That also makes them the most susceptible. They should be the most sacred because of that, because if it is invisible, it, it is harder to tangibly express or tangibly um, identify. So if the more we are disconnected from that, and we've talked about disconnection tons of times, the more we're disconnected from that, the more invisible they're going to seem, the less likely we're going to see that value. But think about it this way. The more connected we are with our community, with our families, with the people that we love, think about how much more we place a value on that. Like, I don't know about you, but before maybe we've kind of start, started stepping out into our own, with, I didn't value family in the same way that I do now, or I didn't, I don't value, didn't value um, work ethic in the same way that I do now. Um, all those things that were once invisible that are invisible became way more tangible. Once I became more connected. True. Fact or fact, truth is invisible to the eye. Right. And I think I'm going to go with facts. Right. Yes. Given <laughs> a or a, um, yeah, bro. I love it. One of the other things Dr. Daniel Lowe has talked about too, is, um, a profession professes certain values. And one of the strengths of chiropractic is our value structure. The, the values that we're um, professing is health comes from the inside, right? right? And adaptability is king for life. It's, yep. one, of the, it's one of the fundamental um, definitions of, of life, right? It's yep. assimilation, excretion, adaptability, reproduction, and growth. But adaptability to your internal external environment, if you're not doing that, you're not living. Yep. And if we're not able to adapt to something that has been around, and it's a fundamental part of life is viruses and bacteria. Mm -hmm. And if we keep operating on a on the theory of the germ theory, the the, the thought and like you know that's just like the narrative that germs, bacteria, viruses are what make make you sick. Right. And the, the truth is you have trillions of bacteria and viruses inside your body all day, every day, but it's a symbiotic relationship. Right. The virome and the microbiome makes you who you are. Yep. Um, what do you allow to live in your house? You know? Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Daniel knows. Uh, I'm going to keep it a little shorter on his, but I wanted to move on to Dr. Pam Jarbo a little bit. Yeah. Um, now so she, she is. Go, go ahead. ahead. Well, she's our coach. Say, she's your coach, right? Yeah. Yep. Dr. Leilani and I, she's <clears throat> been 
our lighthouse in the middle of the hurricane or the storm. Um, she's really helped us give us direction. Um, we've always had that, that conviction and that drive that we knew we knew we wanted to, to make a difference and to do it in the right way. But she really gave us that guidance on the direction to put that energy into. So when it comes to uh, Dr. Pam Jarbo, man, I got nothing but extreme profound love for her. She is phenomenal. And I wouldn't be who I am, where I am, where I'm going without Dr. Pam Jarbo. So <clears throat> I wanted to start off with a few of the topics that Dr. Pam covered. So one, uh, two of those are, it's, it's our mind that creates the story of meaning. So when we talk about our mind creating the story of meaning, it's all about perception. And everybody's perception on what's truth is different from person to person. But it's all about how you're arriving at that truth. And if you're blinding yourself to, to an inconvenient truths. Um, and leading into that, too, is she talked about negative cultural authority and negative brand equity. And those lead to a negative trust quotient, which I think <laughs> everybody inherently has been feeling with all the confusion and all the backtracking and all the... Um, conflicting pieces of quote-unquote research um data and overall narratives that are getting bumped that they're getting bombarded with all day every day right that negative trust quotient right so people are having trust issues stemming from neg negative cultural authorities so the people in our culture that are quote-unquote our authorities the people that we're electing people that we are i mean i don't even know man i, I mean this might be a whole other rabbit hole too, but I'm not even entirely convinced. And I say not entirely. I'm not convinced that our election system is, uh, that it has any sort of, uh, it's not without its flaws. I mean, it has flaws for sure. I'm, uh, integrity. That's what I was going for. Integrity, the integrity has been compromised. Right. That. Sure. It's just crazy how anytime anybody wants to get a little bit more of a integrity behind it with some sort of audit or some sort of ability to um, identify people who are voting or just like in general, like where votes are coming from, it's all of a sudden an attack. And like, how is that an attack when we're really just trying to get more transparency on more the part of the process? Right. So, but, hey, can't have voter IDs, but we can have uh, vaccine passports, right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, how does that make sense? Um, and then that negative brand equity. So what's the brand that America's got going on right now? Oh, man. What's the brand that uh, the, the, the human, you know, if, if we're, you know, maybe this is weird to think about, but like if we're representing the human race to an alien life form, what's our, what's our brand equity or some, weak loveless species that um doesn't have any any other values other than uh we're we're putting we're, we're afraid of things that we've been around and been living coexisting with since the beginning um, 
I don't even know how I would classify our brand right now. It's so, there's, there's, I mean, it's hard to find any type of cohesiveness right now. Anything. Because, I mean, it used to be like, it used to be even when we had troubles, you know, at the end of the day, we were all Americans. For sure. But nowadays, not so much, you know. Not, there's a lot of people that don't want to identify like that. Still, um, still home of the brave, but the free part, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what I, I mean, I know what I, what the brand that, that I would like to portray, but I, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Question um, to ponder. What, what brand do we want to create in our, right. not only in ourselves, but also within people around us? Well, and also on the flip side of that, how do we get that positive brand equity, that positive cultural authority? How can we be that? Right. right? So we can build positive trust, positive trust uh, quotients that, hey, not everybody's out here to try to confuse me or lie to me. And people are really actually, right. some, some people are actually trying to help me and make right. me feel loved and make me feel safe and make me feel valuable, make me feel like I matter, you know? And that's something well, that a lot, a lot of people miss. And I think what we can see too, like, regardless of who's been president lately, especially, there's always been that negative quotient mm-hmm. to some extent. Um, and I've never been one for bigger government, which is why I think it's up to us to build that positive brand quotient to be able to actually cultivate success and cultivate um, meaningful portions of, in our communities. Because I think, I don't know about today, but like today, there's a, there's so much negative quotient in terms of like blame shifting. Oh, it's the Democrats. Oh, it's the Republicans. Oh, it's the unvaccinated. It's the vaccinated. It's the Chinese, whatever. Dude, shit, for sure. So how do we build that, that positive quotient more? I mean, first and foremost, go forth and serve. It yeah. starts with yourself. That's right? true. Yeah. And then it starts and with near. the people most, the people closest to you. Then, yep. You know, but uh, yep. we really got to start internally with that. She goes on to, yeah, her entire panel was phenomenal, man. Yeah. She was saying that there's a big difference between wanting to feel alive versus being afraid of dying. 100%. And that's the light versus the dark. And, you know, it's easier. I mean, and BJ talks about it too, you know, cursing the darkness when you could really just focus on amplifying that light mm, yeah and that you know that one when she said that i was like wow that hit because that's what i feel like we're that's where the focus is right now we're, we're focused on being afraid of dying trying yeah. not to lose rather than um really focusing on wanting to feel alive trying to you know it's like in also like in sports because we talked about sports right both of us but there's a big difference between playing not to lose and playing to win and damn it, we're playing to win here. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I mean, who freaking likes to lose? No shit. Who freaking likes to be in the dark? <clears throat> well, and what's a. If you're, if you're uh, playing not to lose, right? You're playing out of fear. Like, oh crap. I don't, you know, I'm really scared that we're about to lose. Like, I'm really trying not to lose. Yeah. How, how has that ever been a. Uh, champion mindset 
Yeah. Right? Anybody that's ever won anything have they ever, yeah, there's a certain level, like a sliver of that, that like you, you understand, but that's not how you go about playing the game. Yeah. That's not a philosophy to, to live your life by or to even try to um, have your game built around. Yeah. So when it comes oh, you got to it. living life, can't give be me the ball. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, exactly. Give me the ball. Get in the game. Can't be afraid yeah. of that. We all die anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna die, I might as well be on my own terms, ish. You know. No doubt. And what's my quality of life in the meantime? Heck yeah. What are my choices? Do I have choices? Mm, yeah. I feel bad for people who live in New York City. Oh my gosh, dude! I would be you, moving out of there ASAP, bro. Two years ago, man, they didn't. You know, you could have known the difference, right? And um, now, all of a sudden, a place that you're living, you're spending more money if cost of living than just about anywhere in the continental U.S. And now you're being told that you have to have a vaccination to go to restaurants, gyms, and just about anywhere else you go. In the eye side of the Statue of Liberty, right? No less. Like, if that's not if that's not a wake up call for you, then I don't know. It's going to take a lot more of self searching, and you know, you got to really look yourself in the mirror. You know. Yeah. You know what's hard too is that my heart bleeds for a lot of Americans today, and in most of these days nowadays, because you see these other countries, France, Germany, Australia. Yeah people that have less freedoms than we do as it starts and they're fighting way harder for them than we have been or at least the majority of people nowadays yeah um it's hard to watch it's hard to watch i i feel like a lot of that stems from how divided and like the agenda to divide the people has been in the last probably i mean probably decade more than that you know you really yeah. think about it it's been well, like it's you been, said it's been since since conception right well and honestly you know the values principles and bylaws of the country are phenomenal but i feel like there were some seeds planted to create division down the line i think we're yeah. starting to see uh the fruit of those seeds right um <laughs> But yeah, you're 100% right. All these other countries with a lot less to lose are fighting much harder than we are. <laughs> and like, people in New York City should be out in the streets right now. Boston Tea but Party. I haven't seen any. I, yeah, for real. For freaking real. I haven't seen that, though, you know? I haven't, but I did see. Uh, they I, mean, had I don't a, know if they will, but. They had a health freedom uh, rally, I think, scheduled for either today or tomorrow. Good for them. So I really want to see the turnout for I'm, that. I, I'm I mean, hoping a lot of people do. I think there will be, but also at the same time, man, I hope those people are. Um, I'll be praying for them, bro, because yeah, um, it's it's a dangerous time. So, but you got to make. Well, I mean, we just uh, it's a dangerous game, but that's uh, that's how you know it's, it, it means something. Right. Right. Uh. And it's all about fighting for something, not against something. Right. Because when you're fighting for something with momentum, with something at your back, that's so so much more power and strength to it than just fighting against something, just fighting against a resistance when you're trying to push through and fight with and for something. Mm. I think when you think about that too, that difference is when you fight against something, it's much easier to focus on the enemy 
than it is your why. Right. We talked about this before. What's what's part of being a good fighter? Stronger why? Uh-huh. That has nothing to do with the enemy. It's it's you and what you determine you're fighting for. Because against again, who you fight against will always change. What you fight for at the end of the day shouldn't if it's principled, right? Absolutely, bro. For the most part. What else you got? So good stuff. I love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Um, so I wanted to kind of lead into a few other speakers, bro. So, um, this is, I mean, a little bit of shifting of gears. Dr. Boyce Kinison, he is the president, one of the founding fathers of the Barcelona Chiropractic College. Oh, dope. And he talked about that, uh, their... Man, the fight that they went through in Europe, because in Europe it's very uh, it's nutty over there, bro. Nutty, and also, I mean, this is like from probably like at least twenty last twenty years that they've been trying to get the Barcelona Chiropractic College going. Really? Wow. Yep. And in Europe, is that the newest and, one? Uh, I think there's no, a newer one than that. I'm thinking about they, the Scottish one that they're trying to start. Yep. Um, but they paved the way for them because essentially the European Union had uh members that dictate who is going to be basically validated kind of like like boards credited things like that mm. and they were basically roadblocking them based off of um their approach to not be evidence based which by their standards uh cuz their whole um their not mission statement, but something along those lines was and still is make vitalistic chiropractic mainstream. Ooh. And it's a shift in the narrative that people in Europe need and is yeah. not heard a lot. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> he like the other um, mission statement they have is developing masterful chiropractic leaders. And those two things, like he said, they went through like the entire evaluation process past like getting like essentially the equivalent of a's and b's a's and b's and the only area they got like a quote-unquote red flag was the fact that they did not have they did not operate on a evidence-based quote-unquote system and that wasn't <laughs> enough for them at the time to basically um stonewall them and they did not get uh accredited but the good news was two years later the European Union um, was like basically going through and like they do uh, integrity checks with like their board members mm. and they reached out to Dr. Kinnison and his other members about like, Hey, so we know you guys uh, had been working through with the process with the union and wanted to see how your experience was and basically told them flat out that it was horrible. That right. They, they got railroaded just based on one little thing. Right. Fast forward. Uh, they let go and shifted the positions on the board like i don't know a lot of people got let go yeah the person appointed as like the chair of the board and they actually ended up getting one of i think he was a chiropractor on that board now yeah. so now That's they're accredited um it's the only bilingual school i think on the planet wow uh it's cheap so dude listen to this i heard this I'm like wow that's wild so 
to go to Barcelona Chiropractic College, it's fifteen thousand per year, and living expenses are about fifteen hundred a month. In U.S. dollars? Yes. Hey, I should have gone to <laughs> a third of the price, maybe less. Yeah. So, um, I I sure hope that anybody li- I hope one person listens podcasts someday somehow hears that and is like, hey, I'd like go to after go after, go out on a limb and live somewhere abroad. Learn another language um, from a really principled. You know, it'd be uh, sweet school. if some of these schools did like a, like a transfer pro. Not you know, like for a try or whatever. Go to Spain and learn. Mm. That would be cool. For sure. If that was an option at Palmer, I would do that. Yeah. Um. So I really liked. Uh, like that was just really awesome to hear about and really cool to see his the the trials and tribulations that they went through and persevered yeah. through to get accredited yeah it was not that's easy. awesome uh, why yep they didn't change their definition just to suit their accreditation uh, dr ed cordero gotta talk with him a little bit that is the president of sherman chiropractic college and he started off Life is full of what you allow. Every day, we have 27 significant decisions that we make. Right. So, to me, that really is... We make thousands, maybe more than that, decisions every day. Whether it be small or big. But when we have 27 significant decisions, man, you've really got to make be aware of what those decisions are. So I think that's something as a good fighter being that, that self-awareness of decision-making every single day. Can't even put a emphasis on how, how uh, big that can be for you. Dr. Ed Cordero, he, I just want to put this in here too, because he, a lot of his information and like where he got to where he is, talk a little bit more his story so he essentially was a chiropractor down in uh, west palm beach florida a really successful practice there he is puerto rican i believe and he had the board from sherman college reach out to him about potentially taking on the position of president and when he got there basically his first day on the job what they told him was you have one year to turn this college around. Otherwise, we're going to have to close the, the school down. Which at the time, going from a very successful practice, uh, going out on a limb, taking a leap of faith to go make less money, put in a, you know, in a new environment, put a lot more work in, in a new c- state and city. Man, you got to really have your, your values, your principles, your why all on the line because you know for sure you're in for a serious amount of work and fight, but it's substantial work. Um, so he uh, listed some books that really influenced him, and one is, uh, I think it's called H3. So leader, it's about leaders. So leaders who don't communicate their vision are no different, are no better off than leaders who have no vision. And then the other one is be humble. So who are you? And th- that question in, the, in itself is something I think just about everybody out there can 
stand to make some changes in their own life understanding being humble and understanding who, who are you right who am i as a it's not just as a chiropractor who am i as a a, a citizen of the, the city that i'm living in right who am i as the brother who am i as the the son who am i as the father mother daughter sister right and who am I going to, what, what type of legacy will I leave for those people around me? What up? I think you're muted. No. Sorry. Bro. Cool. No, you're good. Um, I did kind of keep talking, but I probably will just like cut, paste, B-roll. <laughs> I was talking for like three or four minutes. I'm like, ah. I better just pause. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to jump right back in. And actually, um, I think what I'm going to do is I kind of want to jump to Billy D's panel. Oh, that sounds good to you. Yes, sir. Billy DeMoss, bro. Uh, when I tell you somebody's living an uncommon life and they're – so in tune with who they are, uh, that, that, that man really personifies what it means to be authentically yourself. Speak your truth. And one of the fundamental things I picked up from his panel was spreading love everywhere you go. And when you find out that you, and when he said, when I found out I could be myself, I blossom as a chiropractor. Mm. And I think when anybody finds out that they can be themselves and whatever, realm of work life that they are living you will blossom as a human being and make the most of your potential right yeah that's for dang sure yeah so he started off what will your legacy be when you leave the planet right if you're not out to change the world and save the world you're wasting your time filled with wasted opportunities and that doesn't mean you're trying to save and immediately you're not trying to put all your efforts into saving the world on the other side of the planet, just right mm -hmm. where you are right now. How can you make a difference and improve the world for the better for, for where you're living right now? Right. Because that's, if we have everybody doing that and we can keep each other accountable, then that's how we can make true difference on the planet. Um, but man, he started off, it was like, <clears throat> opened up with a rage against the machine song. And of course, uh, this was probably he's uh on the last day he was the uh it went billy demoss devin verana and then tim young finished it up so uh oh, it was like a shot in the arm for the day yeah we came back from lunch and man he woke everybody up it was awesome he talks about a little bit his what he does and people are really surprised that his social media presence is different than his practice presence and not in what he's saying, but just overall his demeanor. Now, yeah. that's intentional. In his practice, he's he is the doctor, Billy DeMoss. Right. He is the the lover, the the liberator, the healer, Billy DeMoss. But he's still speaking truth. But he has that level of professionalism and respect for the ethics of the profession. Now, his social media presence, B Billy D. Same guy, different animal though. That uh, 
he's extreme, but these are still his beliefs in himself being authentic. And that to me was like pretty powerful to hear that uh, it's okay to have parallels of the same man with the same philosophies, but it's just like, uh, it's like different social structures and rules, you know, like it's etiquette. The etiquette's different. Your etiquette's going to be different when you're in the church versus your etiquette when you're at a bar. Um, So that's how I took it. And I, that, that went a long way for me. I don't know if anybody else will resonate with that, but that meant that went a long way for me. Um, and so some of the, the man, some of the books he was dropping, bro, I want to share those with you too. Heck yeah. Or somebody else. So, um, behind the green mask is one of them, which is revolving around the facade of, and, and it's just taking advantage of good people trying to make a difference of the go green initiative. Oh yeah. And I think a lot of that stems from, uh, the push towards, um, now, veganism isn't right, but uh, plant-based and this this narrative of... The demonization uh, of meat. Yep, exactly. So I think that's where that stems from. Uh, one of the books is The End of America. One of the books, Invisible Rainbow, A Brave mm. New World. Robert Kennedy's Contagion Event. So those are some. And then the last one for somebody to look up is Agenda 230. So these are all things that if you take a look at these books, look into Agenda 230, this is a way that you can really start to expand your awareness of what some of the actual truth of the matter might be going on. And the narratives that are being, that are being presented to us aren't what they say they are. I actually have Invisible Rainbow. Do you really? Yeah. Have my, you read uh, it? I haven't, but my dad did actually. He loved it. Oh, right on. Yeah, he, he he thought it was very fascinating. Some of, he he told me some stuff that was in there. I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty crazy." Damn, I don't remember all of it right now, but yeah, I have it. It's a pretty thick book, but um, yeah, I've been meaning to read it. I just haven't gotten to it. Hey, bump that boy up the queue. Yeah, I know the queue is long. Oh, for yeah, <laughs> I just added on like four other books. I know, right? I add more than I detract. I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if that's a good. Is it better to? Yeah, I would assume as much. Yeah, I mean, we got a desire to learn is a bit more than your. I don't know. I'm not graduating for a while, right? <laughs> and in, in the term of graduation, that's what Dr. Nathan Garrow it's always says about uh, when somebody graduates from life to the afterlife. Yeah, right? I don't plan on. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm not gonna graduate until I die. Yeah, right. So, I think we got time. Or I become senile, but there you go. <laughs> Some bliss in that, I think, sometimes. Yeah. That people don't always quite understand. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, you are covered in 10 times as many microbes as cells in your body. Fact. You are more microbes than you are yourself. Fact. <laughs> why, are we fighting, why are we fighting one singular microbe? Right? Um, one out of the microcosm of thousands it's allopathetic thinking oh shoot yeah that sounds like a malleism right there no that was a billy demosism i like the billy demosism allopathetic oh shoot yeah allopathetic (laughs) thinking um oh man we're not back pain doctors we're longevity specialists 
Hell yeah. Longevity for what you love to do. Longevity for the people that you love to be around. Longevity for a quality of life. That's what we're working on. about you? That, that's why I came into chiropractic. It wasn't, I didn't even know back pain for chiropractic was a thing until I had back pain. Which was I, after I had been a guy getting adjusted. I know that your story kind of starts like that, but... It um, does, but um, really, it was an inadvertent way. Yeah. Um, my Longevity specialist. My, I would call it my first true adjustment was an upper cervical adjustment. At the age of 22. Phenomenal, right? 22 years old. Dude, that was a... Yeah. And... When I got my, when I had my C1 adjusted, it was ASLP. I don't, I think it was AS9LP11. And it was like, it almost felt like the Big Bang went off. <laughs> that, like, you know, when you see stars, it was like that. But also at the same time, back pain that I've had from an injury when I was 17 got immensely better what a powerful message to get from a singular mm-hmm. upper cervical specific adjustment and same with that allergies seasonal yeah. uh, allergies that i didn't even know was a thing that uh chiropractic could help me with my longevity with significantly improved immediately um i, I had a really powerful experience with that and Dr. Kyle Troyer, Cedar Falls, Iowa, man. Forever indebted to that man for really helping me show me the path and show me the light. So, um, yeah, bro. There, there's so much to be said about chiropractic and our ability mm. to increase longevity. Um, <clears throat> be a loudmouth about the truth. Be in love with yourself and your people. Don't give a shit about what other people think. Because when you are loudmouth about the truth and you're in love with yourself and your people, anybody that has a problem with what you're saying or doing, fuck them. Like they're not, they're not meant to be in your circle at all anyway. And if you can do that, then you're going to be authentically yourself and you're going to care about the people that matter. Um, I like that. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh. So taking time to get out in nature and exposing yourself to natural microbes, wherever you are. So if you're near a body of water, a great way to do it. Um, mm. Minus if you have some sort of oil spill. Yeah. But yeah, dive it in. <laughs> um, dive that into nature. messes it up. It does. Um, so I don't know. Those are like some of the bullet points that I had taken. I have a few other things written down, but they contextually uh, need a little bit of help. But um, yeah, yeah, bro. I just really enjoyed his entire panel because it's just really refreshing to see somebody up there. And this whole this whole weekend was full of people on on purpose and authentic, and yeah. it was really really refreshing to see somebody authentic and on purpose on an end of the spectrum that some people would call insane. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny too is, is, um, and I shared this on my IG yesterday is 
the comfortability factor producing complacency and that complacency makes us like everybody else. Mm. And what I mean by that is we tend to act like everybody else. We tend to think like everybody else. We tend to be who everybody else thinks we're supposed to be the more comfortable we get. But if you look at Billy and when I say comfortability, I don't mean like comfortable in your own skin. I mean, comfortable in terms of what society says is comfortable, you know? Um, Whereas when you see Billy and just the way he expresses himself and goes after being his authentic self, it makes him seem more uncomfortable than other people. But at the end of the day, he's speaking truth. He's speaking that truth and love and his circle is better for it. His community is better for it. Those people that he serves is better for it because there's no room in the universe for a complacent Billy DeMoss. Think about what that would look like. For you sure. have said anything on, on here about it. And yet, an uh, uncomplacent Billy DeMoss, an uncomfortable Billy DeMoss is somebody that you're able to glean from and and learn from and then share with others on those podcasts. And, and think about that in our own way. And think about the ripples that that man yeah. is putting out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I consider myself somebody who's not afraid to look at any convenient truth and to uh, put myself out there on a limb and not really care about repercussions. But the ripples I had put off from Billy DeMoss changed me to be even more authentic with the lens I'm living my life through, which is always right. going to be my own. Right. So if I'm not living my life through my lens in a way that's fulfilling, then I'm selling myself and my life short. 100%. I'm going to go grab Marshall real quick. Keep right talking. I have. I really, wanted, I really wanted to lead into Dr. Devin Rana because, boy, that woman. She got some fire. Some. Fire spirit, bro. Man. <laughs> like, screaming eagle. Like, oh, gosh. So just as powerful as Billy was for me, so is Devin Verana. She's, uh, she's phenomenal, man. If you ever get a chance to go to any of her events or see her live, I really recommend it. Um, just, uh, yeah, she's, it was just a beautiful way she was kind of uh, put her, her, her set together. One out of 400 trillion odds that the specific sperm and egg that made you, made you. That we're all walking miracles. Faster swimmer. Right. Yeah, a faster swimmer. Yeah. And a more persistent uh digger. <laughs> but um she she builds off that saying, man is either alive or dead. If he's dead, there's a reason. If he's alive, there's a reason. Man is either healthy or sick. If he's healthy, there's a reason. If he's sick, there's a reason. Right? Dang. What do you think about that? I think, um, well, first off, it's true. Second off, I think we have lost the ability to search that reason. I think we're like turning a blind eye to the, I mean, once again, turning a blind eye to the light and focusing on the darkness. We're not focusing on what, what's the reason man is healthy. What's the reason man is living. Yeah. We're focusing on the reason. Why is that man sick? Or what's what's caused that individual to be sick in yeah. a way? 
and not even to the full extent. Right. Right. Focus on focus on the thing instead of what's the person's environment. What's the what's their livelihood like? Right. Look like. So I mean, we're we're it's the it's it fits their convenient truth, and it's all it's all based on a principle that was flawed from the beginning. Um, Right. That health is an external source that uh, can be injected or brought into the human body, and really, that's an internal flame that comes from the inside out that radiates out. So instead of trying to add things in. It's just one more thing for that flame to have to overcome, the ever-burning flame. Well, I think about, too, when you think about health being a reason, sometimes we don't think about that, but there, there's a reason that we are genetically engineered for health. How often do we ask ourselves that? Is it just because we just happen to be that one in a, did you say trillion? One in four trillion? 400 trillion. One in 400 trillion chance. Is just circumstance that we're still here after hundreds of thousands, millions of years, whatever you believe in. Yeah. There's a reason. What's, what's, what's the driving force in our name? You can expect miracles because you are one. Mm, yeah. No. Only just statistically speaking. Yep. Um, and to know what you're living for makes you unafraid to die. Not let, not that you want to die, because we all do it, but you're unafraid of it. Mm. You know what you're living for, fighting for something rather than against something. And fighting for truth, love, freedom, and our families, and our families' families. Um, that's, that's that good fight right there, brother. Thank you. And if you could... Wanna... Go ahead. I say, if you get that big idea, all else follows. That leads me into like one of my favorite quotes that I just love. You know, if ever I feel like I'm not who I need to be or whatnot, or I'm not doing what I need to be, um, the man in the arena quote and pursuing who we need to be, not a critic, but a fighter. Being somebody who doesn't care what the critics say because they don't even know what it's like to fight. So why should we give a finale about what they say? Love that. Cold and timid souls is what they say. What is that from? So it's it's by Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt. Wow. Um, And if you don't know his story, his story is he's a fighter. I mean, he was a kid that grew up sickly and he was like, screw that. I don't want to be sick my entire life. I'm going to figure out a way to be unsick. And he just kind of went after it. Yeah. Changing it your own path. Get yeah, for real. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody has critics, man. And if everybody listened to their critics, nobody lived up to the, to be who they're supposed to be or who they could be. Yeah. yeah. Man, that was awesome. And I wanted to finish it off with uh, Dr. Tim. Let's go. Oh, Dr. Tim. Yeah. So more specifically towards the chiropractic community, any art takes practice. So that adjustment is a miracle and it prevents the necessity for drugs and surgery to that remove constructive survival value. Mm. Right. So um, 
really what we need to make sure is we can deliver on that, that truth, right? We can um, tell the truth and deliver on it. And that delivery comes through that chiropractic adjustment, that art. Yeah. We got to be able to deliver on that. Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Dude, I just jumped so hard. Yeah. I saw it. Saw. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, I had you oh, so entranced with. Uh, yeah, I, I was into saying. it. Yeah. But don't you think, dude, like, obviously, philosophy, science, and art are the fundamental principles of what make chiropractic what it is. And, you know, I thought about this this last weekend, too. Chiropractic is not a, it's not a place. It's not a person. It's an idea. Mm. And when we can deliver on that idea, that, that inherent truth within, that's, that's the power. And we got to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, it's pervasive. Yeah, it is pervasive. And what else do you say? The most important thing with that chiropractic adjustment is the intention behind it. We talk about it every single podcast. Yeah. Man, intention. <laughs> Where are you setting that, uh, that GPS at mm-hmm. with, your, with your intention? Are you truly dialed in to that person right in front of you? Are they the most important person in, and thing on the top of your mind whenever you're, right. you're, you're caring for them? Are you thinking about them or are you thinking about something else? Your notes. Are you thinking about that thing that happened five minutes ago? The thing that's going to happen potentially 20 minutes from now? Right. None of those things will serve you in that moment, serving that person with that intention. Even deeper than that, though, too, not, not getting distracted by their symptomatology. Yeah. But rather connecting and, and having an intention with their, their innate, regardless of what maybe your educated mind is telling you. Mm. Some of the general public believes in chiropractic more than chiropractors do. I think we, we saw that, man. I mean, going through Palmer, some would say it's not as much of a blessing as it is a, a limitation factor. And I think it's all a matter of perspective. And I think that perspective right there that we saw a lot of chiropractors that didn't believe in chiropractic as much as some of the general public does, I think that um, I choose to view that as a, as a, a benefiting factor for me going through school. Mm that I don't want to be one of those people that doesn't believe in it's not even about belief, but uh, understands the, the message and power behind chiropractic philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of that. A lot. There's a lot. And it seems to grow. You know, it's, so do we. Yes, we do. And it's, you know, the, the cream rises to the top, so to speak, and not, not to, it's, it's not a, anything based on performance, you know, how many people you, you serve, but how you serve your people, how quality are you serving them and changing their, or influencing their life and mindset on what health can be for them. Right. I think, you know, it takes practice too. Like Dr. Tim Young, how many people she see that? Hundreds. Yes. To see that many people and to be on purpose and intentional with every single one of them, that just has a, that doesn't happen by happenstance. Mm. He put in the work, the effort, the time. 
And I know that because of the outcomes he gets from his patients that he put in that time, that effort that was necessary to be intentional in that moment every single time. And being intentional in the moment um, with somebody else and, and their innate and talking about connecting with their innate. Innate's the healer. We're not the healers. Right. Yeah. We will give, uh, I mean, it's essentially a suggestion for innate to assimilate a force to its benefit. Yeah. That it can use to remove interference on its own system. And, that, you know, that's the beauty of chiropractic is there's I'm trying to think of a different way to say it, but there's a thousand ways to skin a cat, <laughs> you know, and there's a lot of different methods. And yeah. if that intention's there, those results will follow because innate will pick up on that too. Yep. Yep. Um, and innate one, breeds innate. And one of the last thing is that adjustment comes from your soul. Mm. So think about that every time you're, you're, it's a, it's a blessing and it's, it's such a privilege to be able to do what we do to actually place your hands on somebody and to be able to deliver something as sacred as a chiropractic adjustment on somebody, not a manipulation. Yeah. And when that comes from your soul, that's profound for you, profound for that person's innate. And that's profound for that person's experience with life. Right. Um, so they gave out these wristbands this weekend uh, that had SFT on there, like S bullet point F bullet point T. I was S the whole weekend. I was trying to figure out what it stood for. I'm like, what is SFT? I had people asking me like, honestly, I wish I knew. Maybe I missed <laughs> it on one of his lectures. Do you know what it is? No, I don't think so. So it's seal it, feel it, trust it. Seal it? See it. See it. Feel it. See it, feel it, trust it. Ooh. Shoot. Yeah. And that visualization, that's something that a lot, and I would say a lot, I'd say a majority of leaders in chiropractic practice is seeing yeah. what they're adjusting before they even feel it. We were blessed to be taught with that in school by Mally. Yeah. For sure. So. Um, See it, feel it, trust And trust it, too. Trusting it is huge, man. That's you. It's really just easy. Just a subluxation and leave it alone. Yep. It's really easy to get caught up in, oh, your pain didn't go right away right away, or oh, this didn't go away right away. Let me do some tapping. Let me do some fill in the blank because you want to, I don't know, not see there you go, but. No, it is. You don't trust it. Yeah. Um, you have more trust in man-made prescribed toxins and poisons than the power that made the human body, that made life, that animates the human body. Yeah. Right? It's gone through thousands, millions of years of generation to generation passing on and adapting to its environment and to the world. So I really loved it this weekend, dude. I got a lot from it. I've still got some stuff here, but I, for the sake of uh, some of the other speakers we're going to have on, I'm going to save some of them. All right. Um, 
but I did want to kind of, I wanted to end. So on season three, I wanted to kind of, I wanted you to kind of give us a, um, maybe like a highlight that you yeah. had so far this week. What's been a highlight of your week? Oh man. Whether it be chiropractic or in life. Yeah. I can give you mine real quick if you want. Yeah, go for it. Okay. As hard as they pile on. <laughs> for sure, man. Uh, mine's just more on the top of mind awareness. So I'm, I'm sure there's many that I'm missing and this isn't any more significant than the rest. This is just the one that's top of mind. I had somebody yesterday told me that they canceled their pl- their pain clinic appointment Shoot. because since receiving his COVID vax in March, he's had relentless uh, body pain and ache really from the right suboccipital down to his right shoulder, down to his right low back. And it was immediately after getting in, uh, his, his vaccination. And it's something that um, he's really been struggling with because he's not, he did it out of the sake for his family, but also he, he really do, did not want to have to keep getting or trying to get more injections or something else to relieve the pain. Right. And, um, Full disclosure, his accumulative um, survival value, his positive constructive survival value hasn't been all that great in his day-to-day life. Mm. So it's been a process, but we've been, you know, trusting it, trusting those adjustments, not, you know, we know everything, like all good things, healing takes time. Yeah. And he canceled his appointment this last week that he had scheduled here in a couple weeks that um, if things didn't get better, he was going to really have to, uh, you know, he, he, in his mind, he needed it to go to the pain clinic and see what super analgesic that they could give him, what shot that they could give him, you know, anything. So I thought that that was a really big win that I yeah. had for, yeah. we had this week. That's what's up, man. Um, Kind of got two that I'm kind of going back and forth on. Um, there's been a guy that comes in and his, so he initially started off with pain presentation. He had such like bad glute pain that um, when he would sit down on the toilet, he like would almost pass out. Um, so I had seen him initially for like, back-to-back-to-back appointments because he was going on a trip to Hawaii, which was a long flight. And uh, hopefully my iPad doesn't fly. It's not like 2%. We'll be all right. I'll finish the story. I'll just share this one. And so it started off with pain. Pain pain went away. Went on a trip to Hawaii. But he found on the trip to Hawaii that his um, wife wanted to basically separate with him. And so he's been kind of going through this process of like, I mean, it sucks, you know? but he looks forward to getting adjusted because of the de-stress that he feels after the adjustments Mm. and to know that he's working towards bettering himself in that way and becoming more connected with himself so he can become more connected with his family. Cause right now it's, it's hard on him and he, he's a a periodontist has a very successful driving practice here. So it's just really cool for him to be able to come in and to see and to trust, you know, he's not in pain. He's like, he recognizes his need. His innate recognizes the need to not get bottled up. 
and to not become, you know, something he doesn't want to become. He wants to become greater. Mm. And just seeing him go after that, I think, has been my highlight. Um, Dude, I'm inspired, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. It's not about the pain anymore. It's about, like we talked about this whole podcast, quality of life. Yep. And for him, he wants he wants as much of that as he can. So. Love it, brother. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. Real quick, I do want to end off on a quote. I know we've ended off on highlights, but I have a quote. Yep. No, and uh, please, please. <laughs> this is from Thomas Jefferson. It says, freedom is lost gradually from uninterested, uninformed, and uninvolved people. Mm. Let that never be said about us good fighters. Wow. Uninformed, uninspired. Get informed, get inspired. Uh, wow. What Being a beautiful involved. one to end on. Mic drop, bro. I don't even. Mic drop. You know where to find us, but if you don't, you can follow us uh, on our Instagram page at the underscore good underscore fight underscore ers. You can find Dr. Gates at Gates Mayor underscore DC, DC and myself on at, on, or at DC underscore Nash underscore T. Appreciate you all, good fighters. Uh, stay tuned for some, woo, some fire coming up. Some killer. Yep. Uh, we'll be dropping some pins here in the future, though. But until yeah, then, uh, keep fighting that good fight, y'all. COVID is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little hit. A little hit. <laughs> <laughs>